0: You know how they always say live and learn after a deeply personal and often surprisingly unpleasant experience? Well, I aim to turn that idiom on its head with more positive reinforcement through this podcast. Hi, I'm Shivraj Prashad, your host. The folks I've interviewed on my episodes have all taken that leap of faith to bring you the means to live a better life.
1: If you just look at the world of a child, I mean, the canvas, you know, where do they operate? It's actually pretty clear, right? They operate in the classroom, they operate in the playground, and they operate at dining tables in terms of how they deal with what goes on. That's where they convene. So by default, I think it was important for us to build this common vocabulary which includes sharing the science behind the work we do
2: and the skills both in parents and in educators. Because we are pioneers in this space, we understand that we need to be more and more creative with making this sort of learning fun, making it more digestible and engaging for students. So we want to focus a lot more on that and To be able to provide a complete packet of learning, practice, science, everything to the young ones in a way that they can really relate to it. So essentially our task really is how we're going to make spinach into uh, (laughs) bubblegum for them.
0: If you were lucky, you and subsequently your kids happened to have a great school or teachers who went above and beyond... So whatever they taught beyond the curriculum perhaps supplemented or even reinforced values taught at home, making it a well-rounded education. But in today's frenetic pace, where we are focused on beating the competition and vying for the awards and that prize place in college and our career, often it is the essential life skills that get drowned out, which is where my next guests come in. Vinithi Dev and Deepti Sengupta, co-founders of Sai Shiko, an offline and online learning studio focused on teaching social and emotional well-being skills, which they argue are the bedrock for young adults going into this crazy world we now inhabit to be able to cope and flourish in life. Viniti and Dipti, thank you so much for speaking to the Live and Learn podcast. Thank you, Shivraj.
2: Thank We're you, Shivraj. for having us. Thank
1: you so much.
0: Now, before we launch into Saishikho and what it does... It would be lovely for our listeners to understand a bit about your backgrounds and areas of expertise.
1: Strictly academically speaking, Shivraj, my, my degrees were in economics and public policy, both at the undergraduate level as well at the graduate level. And that remains a big area of interest, you know, um, for me. But over time, I started to get very interested in, you know, what makes leaders communicate well. And once I started doing that, I, I know I needed to probe in a little bit deeper about, you know, how authentic they are, how much mastery they have on their content, and how do they actually deliver it in the right setting. So I then moved to, you know, uh, understanding a little bit more about the brain and how all of that works together, communication and, and and the mind. And that's where I sort of certified as a coach. So I've got the range of, you know, I've got degrees in something and I'm doing something
2: different, but that's what I'm doing right now.
0: Interesting. And Dipti, your background, because I gather you also come from the education sector.
2: You know, Viniti said uh, it's a multifaceted background for me as well, Shivraj. So uh, my background in education essentially was around business studies. And somewhere down the line, I found myself at a crossroad and it took me to the path of teaching. And I started my journey as an educator in the Aurobindo school called Mirambika. And that's where I fell in love with uh, this profession. I got my degree in education uh, thereafter. And I also went on to teach at step-by-step school, Noida. Also, I've trained as a coach like Vinati. But I really, really, I think what connects me to what I do is the ability and the desire to be able to empower young people and uh, really to see them on the path of flourishing uh, throughout their lives. So yeah, so that's
0: me. So that's a really interesting intersection of understanding people's brains, coaching, business studies, as well as education, of course, being the central focus. Now, if I were to come to both of you and ask you Saishiko, I understand in Japanese stands for try again. Why has that, this try again, become so central in your project?
2: So try again, like you said, is, is uh, what Saishiko means in Japanese. And we chose this phrase, particularly Shivraj, because a lot of what we do is based on neuroscience and the workings of the brain. And uh, neuroscience tells us that when we do something repeatedly, when we do something again and again, what's really happening in our brain is that new neural pathways are getting created. That's how our brain is growing. And that's when our skills and abilities actually get better. So, trying again is also another word that you can use for resilience. This is how we're building resilience in our own lives. So, instead of giving up in the face of failure, we form a new mental habit to persevere until we really get to where we want to reach. So, that's why we chose the word Saishiko and that's why it resonated with us.
0: And how is the idea of Saishiko really born?
1: So, uh, Shiv, let me come in here. See, I think you'll see where the connection is very quickly. I've had the privilege of coaching a number of people in the executive setting for a very long time now, for about four to five years. I told you I got trained as a coach. And uh, while every coaching journey was different, there was this one common theme that came up between various people I coached. And that range could have been, you know, between the ages of, I think, 30 and 40 and 50 even. And one of the things that they kept, telling me was that you know the issues that were really coming in the way of them getting to the next level of their career were around communication was actually around collaboration the ability to collaborate was about emotional management was about you know really setting goals for themselves and and reaching them in time they also said I wish some of the techniques that we had spent time in the coaching sessions were taught to me earlier now this is where it sort of was an aha moment and I said you know so are they really saying that some of these skills, simple skills, everybody's journey is different, but skills can be taught earlier, it would have been very helpful. And that's where I collaborated with Deepthi. So she had to sort of figure out the coaching bit and she was trained, but she also had a background in education working with younger people. And so that's why we came together and said, okay, how do we create an age-appropriate curriculum for some of the coaching work that we do for a younger population? And that's uh, that's how we got here together. Thank
0: And what's the benefit like for young people, Deepthi? You've worked with young people to really come to a kind of project like this and understand what you do.
2: So, Shivraj, the benefits are many and the benefits can be seen if not immediately, but definitely over time. But what you see immediately is a sense of awareness of concepts and practices of things that they can do when they when they're stuck with a particular situation and you know for example you know I I, I've taught for like almost now 15 years in the educational setup and what we are doing in the in the schooling system is is so hugely academic. Uh, you know, the focus is so much on academics. And academics is really essential. I mean, you can't take away the importance, of course, because it is it, it gets them where they need to be. But in my experience, I saw, you know, and I, and one experience particularly comes to mind is when I saw one of the brightest children in my class almost have a nervous breakdown before a, just a simple class test, you know. and And it really got me thinking that, are we are we teaching them enough Mm. we're we're teaching them uh, we're we're teaching them every formula in the world we're teaching them every every bit of content in the world but are we teaching them how to face failure and build resilience because that's a part of life isn't it are we teaching them to resolve conflicts with within themselves and with other people are we setting are we teaching them to set goals for themselves and actually be able to stick with those goals you know so academic excellence alone can definitely not prepare our kids for what's really waiting for them in their futures so this this gap is something that we are trying to address with what we're doing Vinity and I in Saishiko by building these skills and you know the little experience we've had so far we you know we're a fairly new company but I can I can see Uh, you know, we are getting really encouraging feedback. You know, we can see people using the skills, they're talking the language, and they're excited to see the change that is possible. And
0: so that brings me actually to the next question was what has the journey been like so far? And who is the audience exactly that you addressed through Saishiko?
2: So firstly, you know, we started our journey with the younger lot. So, you know, because that's where we saw the need to begin with. So we began our journey working with young kids between the age of 10 and 17. So that's you know, that's where we uh, really uh, carried out our modules and our workshops. And what we see we're working on, you know, is kind of like a psychological immunization. Mm. You know, we're all (laughs) hankering to get our our COVID shots and which will take care of something like this, but we really need to immunize our children against the anxieties and the stresses that life has to offer. And so we have workshops, we are working on workshops to develop life skills, like resilience, growth mindset, where we have uh, workshops on positive communication, etc. And in these workshops, how we work is that we talk about the science, we talk about the evidence or for the importance of these skills we are building a vocabulary that is required. We're old, And then we're also helping the kids practice these skills in their own contexts. And uh, so that's where we started. But we've also uh, recently made uh, inroads into uh, working with educators and parents. So Vinati can tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Um, yeah, Shivraj, if you just look at the world of a child, right? I mean, the canvas, you know, where do they operate? It's actually pretty clear, right? They operate in the classroom, they operate in the playground and they operate at dining tables in terms of how they deal with what goes on. That's where they convene. So by default, I think it was important for us to build this common vocabulary that Deepti was talking about, which includes sharing the science behind the work we do and the skills both in parents and in educators so that, you know, they are speaking a common language right Uh, otherwise it you know just put yourself in a position where you've already been taught about mindful communication and you know you have a a teacher who just sort of refuses to listen to understand and continues to listen to to react right you've been taught it so it's important for us to work with the educators and parents and well it's a challenge because um we don't necessarily have the control on how much somebody will practice, but I think in that sense, uh, Shivraj, the children, actually, their sincerity in taking something new and the eagerness to practice it is very, very high. So they're really, they're really the change makers. They are like well-being ambassadors at home, right? And I think they have the power to educate parents and uh, and teachers as well, actually
0: exactly and the context that we exist in has become so peculiar and out of the ordinary now the, given the strange pandemic ridden world we live in virtual has be, been the way forward there's a plethora now of learning ed tech and well-being initiatives out there how is what you do at Saishikho really so unique
1: thank you Shivraj actually for asking that question you know I've been when Deepi and I were building this out we had to answer that question up front right uh, how are we different and I think a lot of ed tech is solving for seamless delivery, right? It is also solving for gaps in curriculum. For example, there's, a, you know, there was a need for extracurricular activities that are not being offered, for example, chess, right? There are lots of ed tech companies that are doing that. There are also test prep companies, for example, who are, fo- and they're an ed tech business as well, where they're focusing on academic, you know, test prep for college admissions, etc while we are an ed tech company tech is just a delivery tool for us we really do believe that this journey for children has to be coach led it has to be human led i know we are a little bit um, you know we we keep having this debate on you know the question is you know can a chatbot be a coach right and how far advanced are we going to get where the ability for a student to recognize well-being tools and role models is on tech right there so for us at Saishiko the live teaching bit it is critical there has to be a a trained facilitator around for concept clarification and perhaps most importantly Shavraj that trainer for us is role modeling role modeling those behaviors Hmm. how does that happen in tech so I think for us, the question is the presence of a coach uh, and teachers critical. So we are tech enabled. I don't think we're tech led. We are also leveraging tech for engagement. Right? I think children do need to be engaged. We are in the process of uh, teaching them concepts and ideas that are a little hard, that are a little different. We're stretching their brains. Right. Mm. So we do use uh, tech for engagement. There's lots of quizzes, lots of fun software that keeps them engaged makes it real makes it tangible so so we are tech enabled uh, we leverage tech but we are definitely coach led
0: now for listeners trying to understand how you go about what you do how have you structured your courses and where can one find them
2: so Shivraj how we've structured our courses is we've, we've put together a curriculum which is actually pretty logical and it's really embedded in the theory of change at an individual level so let's take an example so you know if uh, somebody wants to get better at a great get a better grade in a particular subject or you can even take the example of say weight loss right something needs to change for this to happen and that's where we begin the awareness of what we want to change the next thing we need to address is our thinking about this Do I really believe that I can get better at this subject, or do I believe, you know, my whatever I do, it's just not going to help? Or do I really believe that I can make healthier choices for myself? And what are the realistic options to be able to achieve this? So once we've done that, the next very important step is that we need to figure out our support structures. In both these cases, you know, that I've taken as the example, we would need some expert input, and we would need to be accountable for this process. because if we could have done it on our own we would have done it so you know so we need to realize that there are these you know positive relationships are really really important that enable us to set up specific goals and then taking action towards these goals in a realistic and a time-bound way so you know all of our curriculum all of our courses fall under these four pathways which at Saishiko we call ATRA. ATRA stands for creating awareness, for having realistic thinking, building positive relationships and taking action towards our goals. Yeah.
0: So taking action and the willingness to take action is is very critical to clearly what you're doing. Now, everyone, even when they sign up for courses, seems so focused on action and outcomes. How do you show them the benefit of going through the four pathways you've just outlined in your curriculum?
1: Yeah, Shivraj, I think, uh, so So let me step back a little bit. Deepthi talked about ATRA, right, which is awareness, thinking, relationships, and, um, of course, action, right? And I think the question really is, we have to redefine what outcomes mean today, Shivraj, right? Research in the U.S. is showing that programs like ours will have about, you know, 11 12 13 14 percent of improvements in grades across right so you can't grade how they did in a saishiko course uh grading will be about how did they understand the subject and how did they apply it but overall life benefits research is showing that there's you know grades are going up and there's also you know less pro-social behavior the ability to bounce back is being built so I think you know it has to be that we redefine outcomes it, What is that? And I, and, I, and I know it's a little bit uh, you know almost esoteric when I'm when I'm getting to this edge is because are you really going to be able to grade self responsibility right? there's no separate grade for that. There's no separate grade for effort. There is no separate grade for the depth of your reflection. So you know exactly that you want to do this while somebody else and and you're not following somebody else's agenda, right? So uh, we are very comfortable saying, look, there's no grade, right? Think about what we are trying to teach here. Reference it to science, right? And ask the question if what we are trying to teach And the science behind it is something you want to scaffold your children with right because time passes Shivraj things you know if if you cannot tell the difference between a goal and a wish just think about how much time has passed Mm. right what happens in a gym Shivraj like you know you go there and the reason you have uh, great results is because somebody goes there repeatedly right it's repetition Right? Nobody just wishes to become, you know, a few kilos less. But we continue to wish to get a better job. We continue to wish to get more money. We continue to wish that things would change, and we actually take no actions towards it. Right? So outcomes, I think, in the academic sense, that's not what we are chasing. What we are really, really chasing is skill building, so that students have, you know, better. Uh, awareness better thinking habits uh, go out and seek the help they need to get to their to get to their goals
0: and you're clearly in the business of changing behaviors you're in a behavioral science kind of space and well being so what are your future plans do you plan to add more course material and content
2: of course we're we're continuously developing new content uh, shivraj but our future plans are actually going to be very similar to our present plan which is to stay true to the pedagogy we do believe that this idea you know the time has come i mean if if anything the the pandemic has taught us that life skills are extremely extremely important and because we are pioneers in this space we understand that we need to be more and more creative with making this sort of learning fun uh, making it more digestible and engaging for students so we want to focus a lot more on that and to be able to provide a complete packet of learning, practice, science, everything to the, to, to, the, to the young ones in a way that they can really relate to it. So essentially, our task really is how we're going to make spinach into bubblegum <laughs> uh, <laughs> for them. So yeah, so that's, that's, where we are, that's where we're at.
0: That's a sweet spot, right? changing spinach yeah. into bubble gum for, for people who are distracted and clearly need to come <laughs> back on track. Now, Live and Learn is a podcast all about positive reinforcement and that one single message for our listeners. From each of your perspectives, given your personal and professional experience, is what would that be?
1: Shivraj, for me, you know, uh, there's this wonderful essay written by a suffragist. you know, in, 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 in the US, the women got the vote, Uh, many years later after men and there's a great uh, essay called solitude of self and some part it's a very long and it's very beautiful essay but the essence of it really is that you know whatever storms that you have to face you do face them alone right and women of course were not taught to face storms and that's the argument she was making Uh, voting was one of that ability to actually choose your government was being denied to them and, and that was the context so for me, I think the big message is, look, you know, skill yourself, right? Skill yourself with the level of awareness. And I'm calling it a skill because I, I, I don't think it's a philosophy per se, right? Reflection is a skill. Skill yourself with the right tools to, to go through the storms of life because you're going to go through them pretty much alone. And uh, even if you want to seek out positive relationships, and so for example, in Atra, that's our third, it is going to be incumbent upon you to go and find those people. So, uh, you know, all change uh, will be self-directed. So, so you know, get used to it, uh, get used to bouncing back, get used to taking action, get used to thinking smartly and, and get used to figuring out, you know, what your goals are and, and put a plan in place for yourself. Uh, you'll have to navigate this kind of alone.
2: <laughs> That's what I think.
0: <laughs> and Deepti?
2: Oh, so Shivraj, I think what my personal experience is, have taught me that challenges are inevitable and they will hit and at that point one realizes and I've realized this through my own journey that it's not the challenges that bring about the suffering it's one's inability to deal with them and uh, so I, I take inspiration from Viktor Frankl who said that when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And so at the end of the day, do you believe that you have what it takes to bring about that change and not just change, positive change, to be able to not just survive, but thrive in the face of everything?
0: they clearly you're doing something very interesting. You're really helping everyone to use their better selves or their true selves to make that change for themselves. Such a pleasure having you on my Live and Learn podcast.
1: Thank you, Shivraj. We're honored to be here. And uh, we want to also just take this moment to congratulate you on, on your last podcast. It was very brave and it was very vulnerable. And I think, uh, you know, courage and vulnerability are flip sides of the same coin. And uh, like your journey, uh, you had to navigate, navigate it alone. And I think that's phenomenal. So I just wanted to call that out. And, and thank you for sharing this wonderful platform
2: with the and Thank you, Shivraj. It really was wonderful.
0: And thank you because I think this is a very essential conversation because if we don't make that shift towards getting everyone to understand that their stories can, in fact, move others, it won't happen. So thank you very much, ladies, and uh, hope to have another conversation when Sai becomes bigger and greater as well.
1: Thank you, Shivraj. We're waiting for that one. (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely waiting for that.
0: You can also listen to past episodes of the Live and Learn podcast on liveandlearn.buzzsprout.com. Until then, stay safe and stay in touch.